Hey there, welcome to Storytime with Ellie Podcast, and I am your host, Ellie. Today on the Journey segment of Storytime, we'll be speaking with two NRA instructors. For those who don't know, that stands for the National Rifle Association. Rich is a retired police officer from New Jersey and an NRA instructor throughout Florida. Karen is also an NRA instructor, an entrepreneur, computer scientist, and bookkeeper. Let's welcome Rich and Karen. Thank you both for joining us today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you can tell us a little bit more about your mission on teaching, teaching the proper ways to handle guns, and of course your stories. Okay. Who wants to start first? And, and, and well, I can start. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Karen. Karen. Okay, Karen. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know a little bit about you because you told me. But let's hear it. I was actually born in Venezuela, mm-hmm. and uh, it w- I just happened to be the daughter of a Oklahoma oil engineer and uh, retired military. And uh, they just told him one day, hey, if you go to Venezuela, this was back in the 60s, you make a lot of money, you're going to have a lot of fun, and that's the way to go. And that's how I ended up you know, being born there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had this uh, oil business growing up. He used to be a big fan of fishing and hunting. Nice. And uh, he was a pilot because of the Air Force. Well, in that time, it was armed corps. But... Uh, he taught me how to fly. He taught me how to fish and absolutely, of course, shoot guns. I was only five years old with the first time I shot the first gun. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. Um, five years old. Yeah. Wow. And, of course, being raised over there, it, it was fun because there's not that many regulations mm-hmm. to go by. And it was you know, easy to go out in the middle of nowhere in the prairies of South America where there's absolutely nothing other than maybe some gorillas from Colombia. Wow. Uh, and uh, Gorillas? You mean real gorillas? Gorillas, yes. And uh, the danger <laughs> ones, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. But, uh, and, and of course, a lot of the you know, few animals here and there that were kind of dangerous, but we just went to have fun and yeah, we'd learn how to shoot. And he told me, I want you to defend yourself because my, one day you might need it. Wow. Interesting. Good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Let me ask you, um, did you, how were you shooting? Did you shoot any animals? I did. On your hunting? Oh, yes, wow. I did. Good for you. Wow. I did um, because the, we have very large caimans, uh, which is kind of the cousin of a crocodile. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they run pretty big. So we used to go hunting for them and, and eat the tail end of it. And wow. It was, it was pretty amazing. Amazing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Can you top that story, Richard? No. <laughs> wow. No. Okay. Um, I get you. You're, you know, just an officer. Yeah. I'm just boring cop. I was going to say, you had a basic life in New Jersey, very quiet life you had in New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. So um, if you can just, you know, tell us a little bit about what you are both doing now with 
gun safety instruct instructions? So, of course, for me, growing up, mm-hmm. Venezuela was never really a safe place to live. And uh, But, of course, as years progressed and uh, things started getting worse and worse, and then the communism came in, which is the time that I had uh, a couple of scares myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, you know, mother of two little ones, two little girls, and... Uh, Husband was working all the time, and he was way out and two hours away from home. And uh, every time I would have to go do groceries or even take the kids to school, it was always very dangerous to be out. Wow. And uh, over there, you know, there's a lot of motorcyclists, and those are the ones that are dangerous guys. And a lot of them actually work for the police, the local police, unfortunately. Really? <laughs> so, yes, can uh, explain that a little yeah, bit, sorry. that story. Wow. So a couple times, it actually happened twice, that I was nearly hijacked, and they knew me by name. Oh, my god! They already knew the car. They knew my routine. They knew exactly what I would do every day. They had everything to the T. Scary. And, uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then a uh, couple of times, you know, they would come up to my car and point a at me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Living like that, I mean, that, that's horrible. Yeah. So that's why, obviously, I'm going to call. Yeah. <coughs> so that's why you learned, thank God you learned at a very young age how to handle yourself. Absolutely. Okay. But there's, of course, the communism comes in and they take away absolutely everything from us. Wow. They take away all the guns, they take away, you know, <coughs> basically, our freedom was taken away from us. Horrible. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided to move. I was out of there. <laughs> and you moved to? Orlando. Oh, <laughs> welcome to Orlando. Yeah. Wow. So, and I've been here 24 years. Good for you. Welcome to Orlando. And that's um, some story. Phil, what's your, you have any questions you'd like to ask? Phil's the... I'm I'm a little, I'm in shock. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you, you went <laughs> yeah. through that. Amazing. I know you... Because well, we always hear stories about what goes on in, in South America, but I never actually met anybody who actually went through that stuff. Yeah. So glad you made it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Glad you made it. I want to hear Rich's story too. <coughs> Rich. <laughs> I can't talk that. I don't have caimans. <laughs> is, is a caiman an alligator? Wait, is a caiman an alligator? Well, Rich. What caiman is, is uh, like a cousin of an alligator. Uh, okay. It's, it's the alligator's cousin. Oh no! Just as angry, huh? Oh, that'll kill you. It's, and it's got teeth, and it's, it's got teeth. Uh, yeah, it's and you a, can eat it. It's a thinner, thinner <laughs> nose, but much larger. You know, lengthwise, they could go 15, 20 feet easily. Wow! 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 wow. So, when you moved to Florida, you were ready to, you know, go for bed. You were ready to take on the alligators. <laughs> I was ready for anything. Did they yeah. did they ask you if you wanted a job in alligator world <laughs> to tame the alligators? No. Yeah, absolutely. I, with became, you. I became an inner instructor at in two thousand six and of course I've been doing this for what, seventeen years or so. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. And um how about Rich? <laughs> Would you like to add anything about your experiences? Um let's talk yeah. let's just yeah. jump. Let's just yeah. jump right into the uh the instruct instruction because okay, yeah. uh, sure. i was one of his students their students phil yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I was one of their students. <laughs> a very good student. Yeah. Very good student. How much did she pay you to say that? <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm going to get a job. <laughs> Shoot it now. Um, okay. So let, let's, what inspired you? Let's, both, it could be both of you. What inspired yeah. you to become this um, gun instructor's NRA? Basically, I started, well, once I hit retirement, I started working in a gun shop locally. And the mm-hmm. owner wanted... He needed actually an NRA instructor to teach concealed carry classes because mm-hmm. he was the only one doing it. So, mm-hmm. and he just like, I don't want to do it anymore. I, I want to hire somebody to. So, took a class, became an instructor, and started teaching. And then it started kind of dawning on me. It's like everybody wants to learn, but they don't know how. It's like mm-hmm. they, they come into a gun shop and it's like, okay, yeah, I, I want to get my concealed, but I don't know the process. So all this time, they're just like, we were scared. We didn't know what to do. We don't know how to protect ourselves. And slowly it started clicking. It's like there's a demand for this, whether people want to admit it or not. Right. They all want a gun. Everybody wants to be able to carry a gun. gun. And I hear that all the time. They want to carry a gun. But it's like saying I want to drive a car and not get instructions. It it comes hand in hand. You have to have instructions. Yeah. I know that firsthand. That's actually how Karen and I met mm-hmm. at the, the gun shop. Right. And just through just sequence of events, I wanted to believe in the gun shop. And I was still thinking, it's like, people want to learn. So how do I, you know, because typically everybody naturally thinks, I'll just go to a gun shop and find out. Mm-hmm. Well, there's other means of learning. So that's why it's like, let me start my own company and actually start teaching people the right way mm-hmm. where I've taught students and they've come in. I've been shooting since I was a kid. I know what I'm doing. I'm just doing this just to get my license, blah, blah, blah. And when I put the weapon in their hand, it's like, you don't know what you're doing right, right off the bat. I could see it. It's like, you don't even know how to hold a gun. How are I you going to want to be me? <laughs> <laughs> but how are you going to defend yeah. yourself? If you don't even know how to handle the tool, basically, it's a tool. Right. And it just scared the living daylights out of me. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I've had the formal training. Why not pass it on? What am I going to do with this? You know, I'm retired. Yeah, I've been trained. I took a lot of classes, but what good is it? Yeah. So, and I'd rather have people learn the right way and how to handle it safely than just pick up a gun and say, oh, I know what to do, and wind up shooting somebody innocent. So, And that's not something I want. <laughs> yeah, actually, we answered one of my second questions. But so <laughs> let's go to the third, third okay. <laughs> Oh, you guys are good. Uh, so what would you um, – so what is the most important skill you teach your students when they come into you and they – do what you just said. Oh, I can handle a gun or I know how to shoot a gun. And Safety is number so one. Mm-hmm. Safety is paramount on any of our classes. That's just my mantra. Right off the bat, safety is number one. It's a deadly weapon. There's no do-overs. Once that bullet leaves that gun, there's no bringing it back. Safety is paramount. Mm. Then, obviously, you have to know how to, to handle it, how to shoot properly and not miss but these are all key things that people don't realize. They just think, oh, I have a gun. I can defend myself now. Mm-hmm. And it's, 
It doesn't work that no. way. No, it's it's one of the reasons why we are instructors from NRA. Mm-hmm. It's because NRA has been around since 1870 something. Wow. Right? Okay. So it's been around for a very long time, and their priority was safety. They started as a hunting club, but their priority number one was safety. And uh, there's a lot of different types of instructions out there. But for us, most important was that part. It's let's take away not only the fear out of the person on how to shoot, but also ensure that they would handle everything safely. Gotcha. So avoid, avoid all the other issues. Right. I got you. So <clears throat> when a student comes in, how do you go about teaching them not to be fearful with a gun? What are your some of your right right off the bat? We actually bring a lot of guns, but yeah. we'll actually disassemble the gun and show them the internals and yes. break it down. So that way they just like, oh, it's no longer scary. Right. They, they look at us like, okay, you got a slide. This is just metal piece. You got a spring. Okay, you got typically polymer these days, mm-hmm. the grip and everything. And they look at us like, and I ask them, is it scary to you? Oh, it's not scary at all. <laughs> no, no, and I think it's. Because I was in the class, it's it was also the way um, you had the gun, you took it apart, and it sounds funny, but you're like, well, like, like, touch it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hold because the gun, it's safe at and see, yeah, and I did feel a lot better, you know, touching. I felt more, and it was like my own gun. One of them was my own. Remember, you you, you yeah. taught me how to clean yeah. it, right? And I was like, I felt so much better i felt more comfortable with the gun um where before i went into your class i had these guns and i know you remember me telling you the story i was not that i was afraid to take them out but i wouldn't even take them out because i felt even though i had them i wasn't i wasn't um (laughs) how do you want to say i didn't really know how to shoot them right even though (laughs) i've had people say oh well if you have to shoot the gun you're going to shoot the gun you're not going to really care well, that's not necessarily the truth. I was afraid that if I, without having experience, without knowing how to shoot, that they may get the gun from me. Right. And then I'm the victim. Right. right. So I would never just pull that gun out and say, okay, I got a gun. I, and like people say, you carry a gun, right? You had to carry in New York as well. Right. <laughs> and now I have it in Florida, which that'll bring us to another question. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. And that's, they understand it's a deadly tool, but they don't understand it. And that's why we break it down mm-hmm. to the more basic parts so they get a better understanding of what they're holding and how it works. I still don't know how it works. <laughs> you yeah. put bullets in there and then magic happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not. No, it's really it's, like it's really, it's, you know, it's really good. Right. Mm-hmm. And but that's again I've never picked up a gun until I became a police officer mm-hmm. in my life. My parents didn't have guns. I came wow. from a okay. blue state that hate, still to this day hates guns. Mm. So I've never held a gun before. Wow. So when I went into the academy, that's when I finally picked up a gun and said, oh, okay, this is what a gun is, blah, blah, blah. But the training in the academy was only two weeks long. It was like, oh, my God, what? that's not enough for anything. Yeah, two weeks. For, for two weeks of – it's a six-month academy, but it's only two weeks of firearms training. Really? And I I just felt that it was kind of like not enough. You know, Mm, I don't think it is either. Because you're basically spending two weeks with the individual. And once they graduate, it's like, okay, go out on the streets and protect people with it. And it's like, 
Wait, should we really be telling the story? <laughs> no, 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 no. Do, they, do they only give you, when you do your firearms training, do they only give you handgun training or do they teach you how to do everything? They do handgun and shotgun. Wow. Those are the two primary weapons. Now they're getting more into ARs and everything, but primarily it's your pistol. That's your sidearm. And mm-hmm. that's, it's just not enough training. So, and what really kind of stoked the fire looking back was a year and a half onto the job, I had a poor guy shot six times, mm. four in the head, point blank. Mm. Turns out the weapon he had, he actually had more ammunition in the gun. And if I was there 30 seconds earlier, I would have been in a shootout with him. Wow. And I was like, I've only had two weeks of formal training with the sidearm. What if I missed? You know, it's like mm. I have to be able to shoot back and shoot accurately. So that kind of frustrated me. So I took it upon myself to actually start going to the range every three weeks, like clockwork, on my days off. But you did that. Yeah. You took it on yourself. But So there's a lot of, I don't want to say all, but officers that are out there that maybe aren't doing that in they don't initiative right. to do that right. they really yeah really should and some departments will give you the ammunition to go practice mm. they'll give you a box of ammunition a month and say go practice we didn't have that luxury all my training was out of pocket because i the more i sat back and but thought about it values it was, your life right it was like <laughs> if i have to pull this weapon yeah. out either i'm about to die or somebody else innocent's about to die mm. i better be proficient with this sure enough a year and a half later was when i had my shooting yeah. And because I had trained, I didn't miss. Did you want to tell us a little bit about that? The the shooting? <laughs> well, how, thank God you were practicing. Yeah, were... It, it was, it, it's kind of a, a really weird, I mean, not, not all, obviously, cases are always going to be the same. But mm-hmm. in that situation, I mean, it was myself and two other officers that we were involved in the shooting. Mm-hmm. And we wound up shooting him 15 times. It was... Yeah. A lot of shots were fired. But the shots that I fired, I didn't miss. Yeah. I, it was in a moving car, and I did a neck shot and a back shot. Thank and, God you practiced. Good thing you did what you did. Right. And and kept practicing, because who knows what the outcome could have been that day. Right. Because apparently 15 shots, and you got them a couple, so... Yeah. Obviously, there was some gunfire there. Yeah. I only mm. had the chance to fire the two shots. So yeah. I scored 100% hits. Yeah. But it, it was just like a motivator at that point. It's like, thank God I had practiced and trained prior to that. Mm-hmm. So in that year and a half span between the shootings, I was like, I have, I, yeah, I've got to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, and sure enough, just, you know, I had to God say, okay, now we're going to test you. And, I didn't wow. miss. And Good. that's, from there, it became a little bit frustrating because, again, being a blue state, very anti-gun. Nobody right. wants yeah. to talk about training and shooting, and they think, oh, you're, you know, you want to be Rambo and, you know, mm. John Wick and whatever. You know, obviously, that's prior to John Wick. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was just yeah. frustrating, so it was hard to learn as far as, becoming more proficient and learning the the intricacies of shooting and everything. Mm-hmm. So once I hit retirement and I came down here to a freer state, mm-hmm. was actually when I picked up even more skills. That's when I became an NRA instructor. Right. Because this is a more gun-friendly gun state. Right. So mm-hmm. I was able to 
start absorbing the information I've been dying to learn that was like taboo mm. in my state. Right. It, yeah. It, it was just like taboo. It's like, what do you mean you want to learn how to do that? It's like, you're what are you going to go on a killing spree? It's like, no, I just want to learn. Right. They. They made you, because I'm in the northern state too, I'm yeah. from New York, and they made it like, to when we would want to get a gun, right, it was almost like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you want to kill? No, it was almost like, you're right, it was almost like you were, I want to say frowned upon, but it was major to get a uh, license a in New right. York, yeah. because I think I told you the story, I had to, I mean, I had to go in front of a judge and everything. Yeah. I mean... Major. I mean, yeah. you had to go in front of the judge. You had to get, you know, that you were not. And it was like lawyers and judge. It was a lot in New York to get a license. It's... And then to move here. And um, you're the one that had to help me with my guns. Yeah. <laughs> I said, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm in New York. Right? I come yeah. down from New York and you're I'm fine. in Florida and I have my two guns. And they're like, New York was kind of like threatening me. So no, they're like, oh, you got it. You can't leave your guns. You can't take them out of the state. Right. Right, and that's and yeah, and I'm like, oh my god! Until you said to me, right, all this information. Thank you for all that knowledge. Information that's yeah. out there because everybody thinks they know everything, and mm -hmm. it's like, have you? How long have you been involved in this? Uh, I just heard it on the news, or I read it on some mm -hmm. line online article, and it's like, who wrote that article? Do you even know what you're talking about? Mm. You know the legalities of it. You know, obviously, everything that Karen and I do. It's obviously legal. Well, we're going to teach you the yeah. legal aspects so you don't get in trouble. That's how to protect yourself. Right. But you should be able to arm yourself and protect yourself, but know how to do it proficiently. And that was going to be um, my next question to the both of you. Um, with training, firearm training, what would the pros and cons be to that? I mean, you're probably, I mean, there's going to be a lot of good things to it but you hear from a lot of different people that probably negative too i mean you may because i yes. know i have yeah <laughs> like oh i don't shoot yeah and we all but it's like just explain a little bit about the good side of it because you know the, we won't talk about the negative side but we can no, we can we, we yeah. can edit to some of what i just said but yeah, yeah. the so. good side is you should be able to protect yourself or your family right without any restrictions the criminals don't have restrictions. They don't care. They will use anything at their disposal to hurt you or potentially kill you or your family. Correct. Why can't you defend yourself and your family? Right. And that should be our rights. It's your constitutional our right. right. And right. that's another thing that kind of is, for me, at least personally, I spent 20 years defending the Constitution of the United States. The Second Amendment is your right to bear arms. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden it's like, no, you can't have that? It's like, wait a minute. I defended the Constitution for so long. I'm an American citizen. It's my constitutional right mm -hmm. to have guns. And you want to hinder me from having that? That doesn't make sense to no. me. No. And so that's something that's personal to me that it's like, no, I'm going to defend the Constitution, including the Second Amendment. Just like you have your First Amendment right to say whatever you want. Mm -hmm. It's in Bill of Rights. Right. So, yeah. and so why shouldn't you be able to defend yourself? And it kind of, the, the logic from the blue states is just like, well, if we remove all guns, nothing will ever happen. It, 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 that's but, just insanity. <laughs> right. And you may know a little more about this too. I don't know. 
don't you feel a lot of these, like the shootings that we hear a lot of these stories, they're usually not by licensed or people that are like us, right? You know, that take it serious. They're they're guns that get into the wrong hands, just as like you, like a car. You know, a car could be a weapon. You know, and that's it's, how I compared it to mine. Hey, listen, a car could be a weapon. You can take a car and run it into a building. You can run somebody over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you got to be light. It's just, it's, it, it's, I mean, it's just a gun is something that it has to be handled with knowledge as a proper. car, as driving right. a car. But just again, this resorts back to history. Even mm-hmm. look at all the communist countries. They took away the guns and then they did whatever they wanted to the people. Oh, okay. Mm. You got Italy, China, mm-hmm. Germany. They all took away the guns. And then what happened? History repeats mm. itself. Learn from history. <laughs> oh, he's looking at me. Yeah, like, he's, looking at me. <laughs> he's like, no, I was just going to say, I'm gonna ask, okay, I'll ask both of you guys straight up. Do you think we have a gun problem in America? Are there too many guns? Because there's more guns than Americans. No, there is no, no gun problem. It's a people problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So why do we give it's guns a, to me- the problem? It's a mental issue problem. Okay. All right. It, that's really what it boils down to because. Anything can be used as a weapon. True. Literally anything. Well, that's what I said about a car. Right. That's a right. car but, is a weapon. But here's the thing. What are you, you going to do, ban cars? <laughs> how about this? Look at the Boston Marathon bombing. Mm-hmm. They used pressure cookers. Right. Right. They didn't right. need a gun. Mm-hmm. They caused mass devastation with a pressure cooker. Exactly. It, yeah. It, 9-11. It's... Hmm? 9-11. Right. Yeah. Airplanes. Airplanes. So, right. Yeah, no, I so agree. Are, are, are you going to keep banning everything that kills somebody? Mm-hmm. Nobody could have anything then. No. We'll no get, I, I, I agree. I mean, yeah. even England. Yeah. They took away guns. All knives. People were getting stabbed left and right. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you going to stop that? Yeah. So let me adjust my away? question then. Do you think the accessibility to guns is a problem? No. Everybody thinks it's so easy to get a gun. You still have to go through the background checks. All right. And that's the whole thing. It's not just, okay, yeah, I'm just going to go and just get a gun and anybody could go buy one. If, you have a, if you're a felon, you can't buy a gun. Right. All right. There's things in place to stop them from getting guns. Criminals typically will get their guns illegally, obviously. They're criminals. They don't care. Right. They're breaking into homes, breaking into cars, and they're taking the guns. You have straw purchases. Criminals will always find a way to get what they need. They're not following the laws. Right. But you're putting restrictions on people who do follow the laws. Well, does that make sense? Right. And I almost can look at it like, okay, so we don't have our protection to protect us. We don't have, they're trying to take, I say, our guns, but the banned ones are going to have the guns. So we'll have no way of defending right. ourselves. Exactly. I mean, that's, you know, and, how I looked at it. And that's why I'm like. That's mm. why it just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to say, okay, well, we're going to just put more gun restrictions on people. It's like, but we're not the ones committing the crimes. We're the good good guys. But the bad guys. Now, here's they, the funny thing. You know, the people that are trying to ban guns are protected by guns. This is true. Yeah. Every single one. Right. Every right. single one. Every single one has a security or some kind of a secret service or I don't know how many guards around them. Mm, yeah. You're there right. Are. And they're not standing there with toothpicks. Oh, no. <laughs> They've got Nerf guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or water guns. guns so they got yeah. water guns maybe yeah. standing by their side. And um, 
change this up a little bit because it is story time with Ellie. And I already told you the story. Years ago um, in New York, um, I was home in my house with my husband at the time. And um, somebody was outside the house. And back it up. My husband at the time did not like guns. He did not want guns in the house. He was an anti-gun person. But I still had a gun in the house because that's who I am. So whatever. That's why we're not together. No. So um, when um, there was somebody outside the house and they were walking around the house, casing the windows, and it was dark out, but you could still, through the other light, you could see them walking around the house. So I said to him, I said, there's somebody out there. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know, because he looked at another one. He goes, oh, they're walking around the house. Now they're coming to the front. Uh-oh. And the first thing he says to me is, do you have your gun? <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, yeah, motherfucker, I have my gun. <laughs> I have my fucking gun. But now I'm going to take the gun and I'm going to go upstairs. <laughs> I'm going to leave you down here <laughs> when they get in the house. And there was somebody out there. And he did come to the window. He did come to the door. But we were okay. I didn't shoot him. But it was like the first thing was like, you know, do you have your gun? <laughs> like, now you want yeah, the gun. gun. That nobody wants a gun until the bad guy is out the door. <laughs> that's right. an old expression. But it actually happened. But that's yeah. the whole thing. It's Everybody thinks it's so evil. Mm. It's a tool like anything else. Can I kill you with a hammer? Mm. A screwdriver? Absolutely. Or a knife? It doesn't matter. Criminals are always going to use something to their advantage. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and that's if you don't like guns, that's, that's your personal choice. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But don't try and... and Instill your beliefs on people who do want a gun to protect themselves because that's what they want to use. Mm. And that's what the huge battle is right now with gun control, putting all these restrictions on people on how to defend themselves. If that's how you want to do it, that should be your choice. So let me ask you this question. Um, How would you, if you were, how would you try to change the stigmatism on gun control, on how, like, like we're doing now, we're talking about yeah. it. But w- how would you, ch- do you, is there anything you think would make it different or make it better or education? education? <clears throat> That's so funny. We said this. I was, just, it was like, I'm asking you the question. It just hit me. Education. education. It's, it's, what, okay. it's what we do every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I, was trying, I was trying to twist it back to yeah. that. Yeah. But it's yeah. education. Mm-hmm. And again, lack of knowledge. People just think whatever. Mm. But once you have a better understanding of things and it's like, and not get into this whole pissing match of back and forth. Well, guns kill people. It's like, instead of bashing each other, why don't you have an honest conversation about it? And mm-hmm. learn both sides. Yes, we understand, yeah, there's people who are just hell-bent on killing. You're never going to stop that. That's from dawn of man. Mm-hmm. All right, it's just human nature. But then you also have people that don't want to go around killing people, but they want to defend themselves. Cavemen, I'm sure, carried clubs and right. rocks, there's whatever. There's always been some kind there's of There's always defense. been something kind of defense. It's learning what... It's capable of and what it can't do. So I think I answered the we answered the question about yeah. um, education or instruction and teaching people, but maybe it there should be more emphasis emphasize how am I saying it? Maybe we should emphasize more on educating the country and the world on the use of guns, not just the fact that when something terrible happens, it's it's like terrible. I, mean, I think we should have a gun safety classes in school. Yeah. There actually used yeah. to be. Back if you look back yeah. into the 50s, mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah? Wow. It was actually taught in school. Just more education, getting people to understand what we just said. That it's, I mean, I want to say you have to love a gun, go out and get a gun. You don't have to. But basically shut the fuck up and let the ones who want to carry guns carry guns. Right. We're not blowing any... I mean, that's not what we do. But that's... It's this whole stigmatism of mm. TV and movies and everybody's, oh, you know, if you want a gun, you're a psychotic killer. It's like, it's actually a sport. A lot of people just yeah. c- compete and everything. It's, it is a sport. I got a question about the NRA. Yeah, I was... Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Part of my ignorance, I really don't know what you guys do other than uh, um, gun safety and, and stuff. So please, because I get solicitation calls all the time, but I literally just don't know what the NRA actually does. So please, can you guys help me help me know what you guys do? Absolutely. Uh, NRA started as a hunting club, and there was just a group of hunters that would go out and uh, pretty much enjoy their sport as a sport and... Uh, have fun, just hunting. And this was back in the 1800s. Throughout the years, they decided that they wanted to create a more of a safety way to do the hunting. And then that's how the education start started throughout the NRA. From there, it was the ones that wanted to ban guns. So then they started branching out to the legal side. So this really didn't start until probably until the late 60s to 70s is when they actually started that legal side and protecting the Second Amendment. And that's what they do now. They just lobby to protect it. Okay. It's a huge gun rights organization, bottom line. It's Is that something that everybody, well, obviously not everybody joins. Would you recommend People it's, that carry uh, it's it's optional that? if you want to support. The bottom line is now because everything's been so politicized with guns and everything and lobbying and pretty much. If you're pro gun, do you have the time to go to Washington D.C. and protest? Say hey, you're not taking my guns. You're not taking my AR-15s. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have that luxury to be able to do that. They financially can't do that. They don't have the time to take off from... So essentially, the NRA, you're paying somebody to represent you in Washington, D.C. Right. And that's really to maintain your constitutional right, which, again, is kind of frustrating. It's like you're trying to take away my constitutional rights. Correct. And yep. and I have a real problem with that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And even uh, I'm retired... I don't have that kind of money to go and spend weeks upon weeks in Washington, D.C., get and stay in a hotel, go up to the congressmen and the senators and argue and say, hey, no, you're not taking my guns. Who am I? Mm-hmm. I'm just one voice. Yeah. But when you have a whole group of people, one large voice, it tends to be heard. So I think that what may shed a little light on some of, some of these problems is, is education. Absolutely. And I think that should be more of a focus on instead of, oh, ban guns, ban guns, it, let's just educate people on what the guns are and how they're to be used and start like like that. Right. Um, and just remember, the gun doesn't shoot itself. It's yeah. the person behind it. Yeah. You totally. have to have a little finger that pulls the trigger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's – there's, um, there's just so many guns out there, you're never going to get rid of them all. 
It's just not feasible. Um, getting back to your instructor, instructor instructors, um, when students come into your class, do you, how do you talk to them when they want to shoot, but they still fear their fear of the gun? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that's why initially that's why we break down the gun and explain mm-hmm. the nuances of shooting. All right. So they understand what they're holding in their hand, what it can do, what it can't do, reassemble the gun. But the thing is, even if they're scared, we're not going to just automatically where some instructors will just automatically put a large caliber gun in their hand and say, hey, go go into the range. Let's go shoot and everything. They're still scared. We'll start them off with an easier caliber, mm-hmm. a twenty two, and work them themselves up to the larger calibers that are more suited for self-defense. Right. All right. But the twenty-two, there's hardly any recoil. It's not that loud. Mm-hmm. It's loud, but it's not super loud. So it's less intimidating. So mm-hmm. it's more of a confidence builder to get them onto the range and have them start, okay, understand. It's like, okay, this is how things work. This is how to hold it. This is how to aim. And take their time. All right. Everybody has a different learning curve of how fast they're going to pick up something. Mm -hmm. So that's why we prefer to start small and work Mm -hmm. them all the way up as far as they want to go. Do you want to work your way up to a cannon? Well, we've got those. Yeah. (laughs) But not a physical cannon. (laughs) Now, to add to that, we also do a little PowerPoint presentation before we actually go out to the range. And Mm -hmm. that PowerPoint presentation is going to show, you know, not only the parts of the gun itself, but parts of the ammunition, how it works. We do kind of a prep work before we even touch the range just to make sure this is mandatory mm-hmm. for us to do it just to make sure they understand fully the whole concept of handling a, a firearm And you feel safely. secure. Yeah, I, d- I did. When I, I mean, I was, you guys helped me out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's the whole thing. Yeah, it, it's I just like... It's a lot of information to dump on someone at once. Yeah. This is, you know, I've been around guns now 29 years. Karen's been around <laughs> just as long with guns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's easy for us because we've been around it. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who's brand new that doesn't, is just scared, intimidated, mm-hmm. we're not going to dump all that information mm-hmm. on you at first. Right. So anybody, let's say, who's never picked up a gun before and wants to learn how to shoot, get a concealed license, et cetera. It'll be from beginning to the very time, first time they fire guns, probably going to be about three hours. Right. Good. A good three hours. Well, I know when you had me shooting, I was like, (laughs) yeah, I think I I went home that night. I said, tomorrow I'm not going to be able to move my arms. I was like, (laughs) but for for somebody who's brand new, but that's why it's not like, Okay, we're just going to hand you a gun. And yeah, say, no. just start mm-hmm. go shooting. You're not learning anything. Right. It, it, knowledge is fundamental here. Basic building blocks of everything. Correct. Yeah. If you don't have the education, you know, just picking any. I hate to say it, any moron can pick up a gun and squeeze a trigger. Right. Any moron can do that. Mm-hmm. Just like any moron can get behind the wheel of a car and floor yeah. it and yeah. just drive I, 100 I, miles an hour. I always compare the two because listen, I mean. I was hit head on by a drunk driver and, you know, hmm. I think I did die. <laughs> you know, I to get into that. But, you know, yeah, so I could have been dead. Yeah. And that was because somebody was drinking, got in the car and was reckless. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
So can we, can we talk about Florida? Like, yeah, I had that. Uh, yeah, because Florida has a long, um, yeah. a long history of relatively relaxed gun regulations. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's why we're all here. here? Yes, <laughs> one of the reasons. Wait, yes, <laughs> one of the reasons why we're all here. Um, what is your thought on that constitutional carry that Governor DeSantis just signed that bill? I think it was like April third. But it didn't go into effect yet, but it is. July, correct? yeah. July 1st, yeah. What it, is your thought on that? I know that's got to be some Karen, deep stuff going on yeah, there. Yeah, Karen and I had a... Lengthy it, conversation. It, yeah, <laughs> very lengthy. Mm-hmm. And at least... I'm, I don't want to speak for Karen, but I'm sure we're on the same page. It scares the living crap out of us. Yeah. All right. You're literally going to have people come July 1st be able to pick up a gun and conceal carry it with zero training. And that's scary. All right. Now they have a deadly weapon on their hip that they have no training with. Oh, no. Yeah. And that scares the daylights. I personally don't have an issue with anybody having a concealed weapon as long as they're trained. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Even Grady Judd, Sheriff Grady Judd, had a press conference about this. And he even said, I don't have an issue with anybody having a gun on them, constitutional right, but get training. Right. This is from Grady only, Judd. <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing. Um, and it's what's funny is I was I actually got my carry license in the state of Florida when they were signing that. And so many people had said to me, oh, you really don't need that now. Because I says, well, no, I didn't know this until you told me that – the license that we carry in Florida, we're covered for the southern southern states. 37 states in the country. 37 states? I had no idea. 37 states. So I did go to Tennessee, and I did bring my gun. Yeah, <laughs> and legally. Legally, <laughs> and I felt so good yeah. having um, right. that gun with and, me. And so it's like, okay, so you don't need it in Florida, but at least it's still, you know, I didn't waste my time getting this carry. Yeah, reciprocal... It's good to have the license. Mm-hmm. Even people say, oh, I don't need it now. Come, Yeah, but that's the things, what people... You may encounter a state that say, okay, yeah, we have constitutional carry for our residents. Mm. But you're not a resident. You're a resident of Florida. Right. Now you're in violation of the law, where they may be reciprocal with Florida's concealed carry. So having the license covers you. Yeah, well, it did. That's why I said, well, and, I don't and, care. I said, I'm covered. Now I can... Travel 37 yeah. states. And the cost is negligible to have the license. Yeah. It's an official government ID. All right. The, the cost, the license is good for 21 years. You renew it every seven. Right. Wow. The initial cost for the license is $100. Mm. And then yeah. renewal is like $50 for another yeah. seven years. Wow. It's negligible. Yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing. So why not have it? Yeah. It, it, it's just, that's it scares the daylights out of me come... July. As a business owner, how do you, or instructor, how do you feel about that though? Is there going to be more people taking your classes now or do you think they're, they're going to be less? I would say more than likely less, unfortunately. Unfortunately. People are going to, on the impression, what do I need to take class? I just go get a gun. I'm okay. Mm. And God forbid they get into a situation they're not going to know what to do or even how to shoot accurately. And they're potentially going to shoot innocent people. Yeah. All right. Statistically, the, it's yeah. also proven they did a study. The states that passed constitutional carry shootings went up by 10 percent mm. because people don't know the laws of when they can and can't shoot. Yeah. 
they're just going to pull out a gun. Right. And there's a difference between concealed and open carry. Right. Yeah. Please tell us the difference. And do you, do you, you also say you can tell that, I mean, I, I know the difference, but Phil doesn't. So let's tell Phil the difference. <laughs> so one of the things that uh, Florida somewhat did right mm-hmm. was, yeah, we're, we're taking away the permit itself, the permitting process of carrying a gun, but everything else actually stayed in place, which is go through the background check, you have to still conceal, which means that you cannot show that gun to the public. Mm. On open carry states, yeah, you can visibly have it displaying and it really doesn't matter. But in Florida, it has to be concealed. It doesn't matter if you print, but you can, you are obligated to actually have it you know, secured in a, either in a purse or somewhere where it's not visible, mm-hmm. clearly visible, exposed. Right. No. Yeah. It's, this is the little nuances that I was talking about as far as learning the laws. People are just going to start carrying and not know the laws. And then when they're getting arrested... They're like, oh, well, I have conscious. Yeah, but there's still laws in place and guidelines. That it's got to be concealed and right. open. Right, and that's I the don't whole think, thing. I think police officers are the only ones that can carry open, correct? Yeah. I don't think. Uh, some security, and that's it. Okay, well, yeah, security. And, and security has to be um, G-licensed. Mm-hmm. Are the only ones, that, and then it has to be only during their time that are working. Otherwise, they cannot. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I have my feelings on, you know, even if I was able to open carry similar to Texas, I still wouldn't do it. Why advertise it? I I agree with that. And you know something with that, with the open, I think you're looking for trouble too with that because people are going to see that gun. And why? Why do you have to? Nobody should know you're carrying anyway. It's not something that I think. It's it's more of an ego type thing. I'm so tough. I'm so cool. Look at me. I have a gun on my hip. Mm -hmm. It's, again, it was interesting at first when I first became a cop. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm walking around in uniform. I got a gun wide open. Mm. And it's like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. After a while, it's like, yeah, so what? (laughs) Totally change the subject. Back it up, back it up. How did your family feel like f- feel about it when you came home and you had guns in the house? <laughs> it was kind of funny. Yeah, was, I mean, think about that. I mean, especially if you said you never were on gun. We, we can always put that in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> but it was actually kind of funny because as a back note, because I was actually going to join the Marine Corps out of high school, and my parents lost their mind. Oh, my God. They totally lost their minds. I even had the recruiter at my door, and they wow. just— they're like, oh, hell no, you're not joining the Marine Corps. It's like, what's wrong with the Marines? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, just to keep them out, fine. I won't join the military, blah, blah, blah. And then when I decided to become a police officer, they were like, oh, yeah, sounds good. Oh. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Weren't you the same parents that complain about me joining the military? Yeah. It's like, this is a paramilitary organization that I'm joining. Right, now. exactly. And, they had, uh, oh, that was fine. I was like, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was yeah. strange. But then when I finally came home with the gun, yeah, it was kind of like, okay, just keep it safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we understand that's, you know, part of your uniform and your tools and everything, but keep it safe. Yeah. And, you know, so my parents kind of, I guess, eased up about the whole gun issue because, again, they're from... The old country, China. Right. 
Totally. And okay. no guns. Nobody no has guns. guns. Oh, wow. All right. I'm, I'm firstborn here in the oh, States. Wow. Okay. So it was like, obviously, guns were not a big thing with them all their life. Wow. Look at that. Like you, right? And then now you, Karen, you were born with a gun in your hand. Yes. <laughs> At five year olds, you were shooting alligators. And that, <laughs> those things that are like alligators. And, you know, and here now you're together. Yes. Doing this great training. We love it. Yeah, yeah. I know you still. We're very, yeah. very passionate about it. The education for us is paramount. And uh, so we talk every day. It's like, okay, what can we do to help more people too? Right. And I was going to ask you that as well. What is your plans now? Say, what do you plan on tackling now once they, obviously this constitutional is carries, I mean, it's already signed. It's done. Yeah, it's done. So how do you plan on, say, getting to get, explaining to people to, that you really should be trained? Where before people came in, I think, mostly to get their permit. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Now, so now, okay, so now we have to do this at a different approach. Right. And that's something we've been discussing mm -hmm. is, like, as far as how do we reach out to people and make them realize that you still need to be trained, not just, oh, I'm just going to go buy a gun and I'm okay now. It's like, this is kind of a problem that we're encountering. It's like, people are kind of standoffish now, as far as so being taught. Yes, well, it's going to be that awareness as well, again. Going back to that awareness to explain, like you did, you know, yeah. to feel more comfortable to carry a gun. Yeah. There's you know? obviously people who are still interested in learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, learning. And then mm -hmm. other people just... No, I, I, I'm okay. I, I, I have a gun. I'm okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, what I see is probably what's going to happen. Like I said, statistically, shootings have gone up by 10%. Mm. And once that happens, unfortunately, it's, and there's shootings every day in Florida. Mm. And you just watch the news and you'll see it. I know. We're like, we're like yeah. Florida's known as it, it's toting just, cowboys here. Right. <laughs> I think, unfortunately, mm -hmm. some people are going to pay the ultimate price mm -hmm. by not getting trained or not knowing the laws. And then at that point, people are going to, oh, wow, I need some training. Yeah. So regardless of the constitutional carry that they just put into effect, you need to be trained. You need to be trained. trained. Yeah. Absolutely. Whether it could be anybody, but you need to be trained the right way. Education never hurts anybody. No, no. And that's what people have to put in their minds. And that, and that's what needs to be brought out a little bit more. Talk about, you know, okay, the Constitution carry, but get trained. Get trained. Get into and speak with people. Learn how to shoot the gun. Respect We're, it. It's still, it's a weapon. It's a weapon, right. But it can be used for good or bad, exactly. depending on the person holding it. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a gun problem. It's a People it's a problem. people problem that we always said. Right. It's the people. If you're raised properly, you're not raised to go around, oh, I'm going to go on a killing spree today. Mm -hmm. You know, just, oh, go home like it was nothing. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are people like that. There's majority of society is not like that. No, because if you took a survey of how many people actually have guns and you get one nut job. It's yeah. one out of. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, some of the, I don't even want to get into it. I mean, terrible. But it's like the one bad apple should not spoil the whole... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the whole bushel. I'll, I'll give you a quick example. 
I was just at a convention last month, mm-hmm. part of the NRA. 77,000 people attended Wow! this convention. That's probably the biggest convention ever. I never heard of that many people attending one convention. Uh, majority were armed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not one shooting. Right. Nobody mm-hmm. had any issues. Everybody was concealed. Everybody respected every single part of the law. And we right. Atten- we, we attended. We, you know, had our, you know, yeah, they'll do some presentations here and there. A lot of famous people were there, too. But. So maybe that's what Florida needs to do is press a little bit more <laughs> on, okay, we got this constitutional carry, but we really want you to tra- get trained. <laughs> yeah. We really think you should... You know, tra- get right. trained. Yeah. Get I mean, trained. Just like a car. You can drive a car. You'd go for driver's lessons. Right. Right. It, it was just kind of mm. kind of interesting to me, like, when COVID first hit, mm-hmm. when we were at the gun shop, there was a line out the door. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, everybody came out of the woodwork to buy a gun. All of a sudden, it was just like... Concealed carry applications spiked through the roof. Well, because we didn't know, right? We right. didn't know what was going on. I remember but, in New York, I was in. A, I reached out to a local officer and said, "Can I buy bullets from you?" Because you couldn't buy any. The store sold out. No. So I literally was in a parking lot. I told her I was in a parking lot <laughs> buying bullets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it looked like it was a, a drug deal going on. Yeah. No, and it was like, a, I'm just buying bullets from this person. But we you, ran across the park. No, it was insane. Right. Yeah, but if you take it was a, insane. Take a step back and look at it. It's like, okay, Crazy. the unknown. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, my God, is the world coming to an end? It felt what's, like it. What's the first thing they thought of? To buy a gun. Mm-hmm. Protection. Protect your home. We didn't know, right? Right. We didn't know what was going to go on. Right. It's, people yeah. were hoarding toilet paper, for Christ's sake. Oh, my <laughs> God. And you know what? I was afraid I kept my gun armed because I didn't want someone robbing my toilet paper. <laughs> I said, I don't want my toilet, toilet paper. paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. And just talking to people that were coming in, they were literally willing to buy anything they could get their hands yeah. on. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this evil gun that everybody's so afraid of all of a sudden wanted one. Well, it's the same thing with my house. We our husband didn't want a gun in the house until the guy was at, running around the house. And, and he whispers, do you got your gun? But here's the the other thing that people don't think about is like, okay, you're in trouble. Someone's breaking into your home mm. or you're being attacked. They're like, call the police, call the police. Why are you calling the police? What is the one thing the police officer has that you don't? Well, no, after you, you told me that that two-week training, yeah. <laughs> you might have a better shot shooting him. Shooting but him. Yeah. you're calling a guy with a gun. Yeah, yeah. He's no different than anybody else. Yeah, he's got... A, Authority of arrest and everything, mm-hmm. but you're calling a guy with a gun, and you can do the same thing with the mm-hmm. proper training, right? And, and not knowledge. wait and go. What if that officer is going to take five, ten minutes to get to you? Your t- typical situation is going to be over in a minute, oh yeah, or less. All right, so yeah, I've seen some of those. That sh- oh my god, that one, mm-hmm. right? That was horrible. Yeah, so that one story. But that's the whole thing. It's like. Why can't you defend yourself? Yeah, you're still going to call the police. But in the meantime, you're you're standing there holding, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and it happened with that woman, correct? 
that one that story that when I was in the class that we saw yeah. was she she did call authorities to come protect her six or, minutes but she ended up killing the guy yeah. she ended up shooting him because he was coming in at her yeah if she wasn't trained and did not know how to handle a gun she would have been dead yeah and it was six I minutes mean, before they showed up yeah it was terrible and it was so like it, it was like you were watching a movie and it was actually well, I don't know, it was a real, it was real person life. it was a real story yeah. real person yeah and it was the scariest thing she's sitting in there it was horrible and so and then thank god she knew how to shoot a gun right and Otherwise, she would have been done. Absolutely. And obviously, there's issues, obviously, with parents, you know, and children, you know, safety precautions. Mm. Yeah, I'm not just saying buy a gun, just leave it around. No. It's just, obviously, you have to take little safety measures with children. Well, you know. You have to take a lot. Right. A lot. Right. Right. You got to, because, like I said, I, I grew up in the house with guns as well. My dad had them. And there was no problem in our house. We knew that was the... We just knew to stay away from it, even though he only had it in a nightstand. But you just knew. And um, I had him in the house. My kids grew up. They're fine. Um, you know, it's I not, put them away. It goes I, back to education. Yep, yep. It goes all, all the way back to education, yep. for, even from the parents or from somebody mm-hmm. who is professional like us. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to telling them, okay... This is a tool, very dangerous tool. I don't want you to pick it up. Mm-hmm. But in case I'm in trouble, you know to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. It's training. It all comes yeah. back to training. I mean, even like one of my best friends, he taught his children. Mm-hmm. He started teaching them when they were five. Yeah. And well, that's like with you. Yeah. yeah. And that's I still thing. can't believe that. <laughs> but oh my God. They, they respect the gun now. They know not to touch unless yeah. dad's around. Mm-hmm. But if something were to happen, yeah, they know how to use it. Well, yeah, this has been an amazing podcast, guys. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, it, it's bottom line. It's coming education. on here. And yeah, talking. It, it's education. And, you know, this whole thing with TV and movies and, you know, seeing all these different things online mm-hmm. and articles that are just written by whoever. It's like get trained, get get educated. trained, get the facts. Is that like what else would you like before we wrap this up? Any other things you'd your like website? To yeah. So we do have a website, prstrainingllc.com, and uh, you're able to book a class, and we have different types of classes on the website. And uh, it comes with a calendar. We can set up a time frame and uh, anything from two hours to four hours. You know, there's no time frame for us. We go out and train. And, and we'll that do you everything do. Possible, We're going to educate you as best mm-hmm. as we can. And with our background and knowledge, you're going to get the best training you can possibly get. Yes, you are. That's why I brought you on. Yeah, and that's... I, I mean, brought you on <laughs> yeah. because I'm like, these two are fabulous. And they yeah. taught me how to shoot. And I think I do. Okay. Yes, you did. <laughs> I yes, still you have did. that little pla- that little paper. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where yeah. proper training comes in. Yeah. All right, you respect the weapon, mm-hmm. but you also know how to use it. Right. And that's what we want for everybody to, to learn. You know... Phil, you know what he wanted when my uh, what do you call that? My target, yeah, yeah your my target. target. Yeah, it's a target. I really shot 
really, I mean, I blew a lot of holes in it. I even got one in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So yeah. know what he says to me? Why don't you just hang that on your door? <laughs> so I called up Vivint and told them they could take the alarm out. <laughs> That's funny. I said, I'm going to just like, you know, hang That's that on my door. Yeah. How, no, how, much, how much for the bazooka class? I'm a little yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Karen. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you guys later. See you again. Yay.